You are listening to a special edition of the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast. Our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed, is preaching a series of messages entitled Feast Days of the Nation of Israel. It is our prayer that these live recordings will be a blessing and an encouragement to you, our radio listeners. Because you know Hebrew, right? I know you as Aleph. So we have Aleph is the first letter, and we have Tav, which is the last letter. Well, before uh, the modern Hebrew that we have today, Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew letters were kind of pictures. So the Hebrew letter Tav, which is the last letter of the 22-letter Hebrew alphabet, is a slanted cross. Come on now. You can say amen on that one. Come on now. Jesus said, I'm Alpha and Omega. All right? Now, through, I know you're wondering, how, how does that have anything to do with what I just read? I'll tell you. As time went on, that slanted cross uh, developed and went almost 90 degrees, 180 degrees, but it went like this. And as it went like this, it turned. Now, you know that letter. That's the letter top, right? Okay, see that? It looks like a door, doesn't it? Huh? Come on now. So, so what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, is when they would strike the lintel left and right, and, and they went like that with the blood. You see, they strike it, went like that on the top. The blood's coming down on both sides. You have the letter Tav. Don't tell me that's an accident. Don't tell me in a million years. Now, I used to just talk about how it gave the idea of the cross just based on the striking, which is true. But that it is associated with the Tav of the pre-Babylonian period, which is just fantastic. And then the Bible says in verse 8, And they shall eat the flesh in that night, and roast with fire, and unleavened bread. This is where they get how it developed into the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Verse 46, notice what it says there. In one house shall it be eaten. Thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall ye break a bone thereof. So we know that by the time they came to the body of Jesus, he was already dead, right? And, and they did not break his bones in fulfillment of that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, everything we've already talked about, the fact that he's a lamb, the fact that he's unblemished, the fact that it was done in the evening, right? Uh, the fact uh, every part that was done in the evening and they would strike and all of that. But when we come to the roast with fire, that really causes some problems in people's minds. Because I will just tell you that the old timers, many of the old timers believed that the Lord Jesus Christ actually was in hell fire. They do. Oh, yeah. There is no question in my mind that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, he tasted death for every man. Give me an amen on that. The full weight of judgment, the full weight of the wrath of Almighty God, the full weight of the penalty of our sins, right? Which you, how can you, how can you, how can you equate that? that that's infinite information. I, I can't equate that. I can't equate that, that my, the penalty for my sin is eternity in a lake of fire. I cannot equate how that computes when you 
uh, add everybody that was born and everybody that, that will be born and all of the sinners, uh, penalty, right, is all bound up in the fact that Jesus paid it all. I, I, I want to tell you that Jesus paid it all. Amen. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Jesus paid it all. And that's why Jesus became the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but for what? The sins of the whole world. I wonder how the Calvinists, how they, how they swallow that. Huh? That Jesus Christ, the word propitiation, you surely know, means it satisfies the requirement. Jesus satisfied the requirement for your sins, for my sins. Does that one make you shout? And if it doesn't, shout anyway. Amen. Woo, glory. I'm glad about that. We praise, we praise God for that. And the unleavened bread speaks of his body, and the bitter herb speaks of the hardship of the Jewish people, and they were to eat it. When we take the Lord's table, remember what Jesus said? He said, take, eat, this is my body. And he said about the cup, this is my blood. That's where they get it from. So, again, it's all symbolic, right? You don't believe that Jesus took a sliver of his finger and said, now go, eat, this is my body. Right? You don't believe that. Anybody believe that? Okay. Does anybody believe that he, you know, he, he, he pricked his finger there and he just kind of squished his finger and got blood in the cup? I know this gross, right? But you don't believe he did that, right? So you know it's symbolic. It means when you eat, you're partaking. It becomes yours. So the Bible says, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even unto them to believe on his name. That means partake. Partake. How many have heard the expression that I have accepted Jesus? If you ask a lot of Christians, They'll say, I've accepted Jesus. Now, I understand what they mean, and I'm not trying to be hard on them. But it's so important to use good uh, biblical lingo, right? You won't find anywhere, I haven't, maybe you, you're, you're a scholar, Brother John. I mean, maybe you can find it. But I've never found in the Bible where we accept anything. No, it's always God who accepts things, right? He, he said to Cain that if Cain would go, take that, uh, that sin that's lying at the door, he said God would accept him. Amen! And when you say, I accept Jesus, it has the implication that it's based on your conditions. <laughs> no, you got it all backwards. It's not on our conditions. It's on his condition. You are listening to a series of messages preached by Dr. Freed entitled Feast Days of Israel. If you would like to have a copy of this series in its entirety, you may call us at 844-644-4426. Now, if you're calling to receive this free MP3 CD, or if you have questions about who Israel's true Messiah is, that number, once again, is 844-644-4426. Or you can go to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net There, you can find archives of each broadcast and an in-depth list 
of over 150 prophecies that the Lord Jesus fulfilled in the Holy Scriptures. That web address is www.hopeofisrael.net. And now, here is the remainder of today's broadcast. Okay, now in Exodus chapter 6, we, we have what, what is called the four I wills, which corresponds with the four cups of the Passover. We have here the first cup, and that, that cup is the cup of sanctification. And this is the second cup. That's, that's the cup of blessing. Then the third cup, that's the cup of redemption. And what are you supposed to do after God redeemed you? You're supposed to praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't that what you did? Amen. So that's, they call this the great Halil, uh, and they recite Psalms 118. And the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 6, in verse uh, 6, Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will, see that? I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. And I will, there's another I will, rid you out of their bondage. And I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And then verse 7, And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Now, uh, believe it or not, these are four major cups, but in reality, there are five cups. And that's, we, I, we call that, I call that the big cup. And that's the cup down over there. See that nice looking cup over there? That's Elijah's cup. And what that cup represents ought to make you shout for joy. But this is Elijah's cup. Verse 8, and I will bring you in unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham and Isaac and to Jacob, and I will give it you for an heritage. I am the Lord. So therefore, the first cup is, uh, I will bring you out. So that's the cup of sanctification. Uh, and then I will read you out. And that brings us to the, the, the blessing. Then I will redeem you. That's the cup of redemption. And then I will be to you a God. And that's the last, that's the fourth cup of the Halil, the praising. And then the fifth cup, which I mentioned to you, is the Elijah's cup. And I will bring you in unto the land. All right, we have this door open here. And that door is open for one reason. And, and that reason is that we all hope that Elijah is going to come through that door. And he's going to sit in this chair. And he's going to take the cup, his own cup. But for 17 years of my unconverted life, I'm sorry to say, I, didn't ever, I never seen Elijah come through that door, okay? So as far as I know, Elijah never came through that door, and that's really sad, because the reality is they believe that unless Elijah comes through that door, the Passover has never been accepted by God. Isn't that amazing? So for 17 years of my unconverted life, the Passover, as far as I understood, was never accepted by God. And that's sad, isn't it? So, in the beginning, the cup of sanctification, it kind of explains itself. It's the cup to where you have to get yourself, you know, prepared. You have to get yourself holy. You know, the Bible says, be holy, for I am holy. 
My mother um, uh, spent like 30 days scrubbing the floors and cleaning everything. And and at the right before the Passover, in order to qualify for the Passover, they you have to do a white glove inspection, right? You probably clean this place really good. I, I assume. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, the thing is, if they find leaven in the house, then they can't proceed to do the uh, Passover, right? So let's see if I find the leaven here. Oh my soul, brother John, brother John. Brother John, it's the leaven, leaven in the house of God. Lady said, did you see that? Look, look at this, look. Dixie, how could you? Look at that. Isn't that horrible? Look, look at this. Ma'am, look at this. Isn't that, isn't that terrible? Well, then, you know, I guess we, we stop now because we can't proceed. Leaven has been found in the house of God. So the leaven, as you well know, uh, in the Bible, Levin speaks of sin. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia. Three zero one two seven. Once again, that's P.O. Box seventeen hundred, Powder Springs, Georgia three zero one two seven. 